Good morning, everybody. Hello, team, and welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. This is a little uh, sampling of the new Post Malone album, Hollywood's Burning. The title track, Hollywood's Burning, coming at ya. Yes, folks. Uh, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Agner and myself, Scott Sweeney, are Post Malone guys now. Breaking news. The next thing uh, we're going to do is stop showering and... <laughs> Get face tattoos? And uh, All in. Le- ne- always... Uh, tired is whatever it says on his face. He has a wild amount of face tattoos. Like, it's it's intense. He's all inked up, as they say. He is. Um, yeah, his new album actually has some cuts. I feel like it's very uncool to be in on Post Malone, but, I mean, it's a good I album. think it's almost so uncool that it's cool, like Guy Fieri. Ooh, okay. And I'm hoping that that's where we fall now. Guy Fieri and Post Malone seem like they would get along well. I bet they both would have a nice uh, meal together. <laughs> yeah. Nice big juicy oh, bite. Oh, yeah. While uh, chilling out. This is distracting out. me, though, with the, yes, yes. With the riffraff and the bric-a-brac. Um, Hello, fans. While we're doing? on the subject... We're the uh, turkey boys. Did I do that? I think I did that. It's okay. They, they, you can't get enough of who we are. Yes. Um, I did I was, that already. I was listening to Howard Stern on the way here and just laughing <laughs> at how awful his taste in television is. Like he's talking of the new uh, Orlando Bloom Amazon show, Carnival Row, where he plays like a... Well, is that I'm, not just politics because he had uh, Orlando on three days ago? I don't think so. Because he, he actually likes it? He watched all of it and like did a whole thing <laughs> about it and like went on and on. Like, hoo Robin. Like, they got, <laughs> they got orcs and fairies on this show. What do you like about it, Howard? His taste is so absurd. It's funny to hear what he's into. Right now I feel my professional life is like at a nine, <laughs> and my personal life is at like a two. Both. Uh, they set a release, David Chase, I should say, set a release date for the Sopranos prequel movie, oh. uh, which is now titled Newark. The fucking situation. Starring Alessandro Nivola of Face Off fame, uh, yes. Vera Farmiga from The Departed, Ray Liotta from... I was trying to think of something funny. Chantix commercials? I was going to say that movie with Michelle Rodriguez, uh, wow. but I couldn't remember the name, and I'm pissed. I can't either, but... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What's it called? Like, uh, it's called Dunstan like, Checks In? Or... Yeah, like, Suitors or something? I don't even know. This is why I should have imdb this. I feel like it's a one-word title, whatever it is. Like, Conflict, or something stupid like that. Leota. And then a couple of the guys I don't recognize. John yeah. Barenthal, who can just never stops getting work. He's a, a good go-to. Is like the gritty ninth, oh, yeah. ninth lead in a movie. He gets a lot of work like that. And also, you're forgetting uh, Rain Wilson, who's playing the young version of Uncle June Ugh. in this movie. That's such a book. Which is like the most insane thing that's just ever happened on Earth, if you ask me. But uh, what are you looking up again? I'm looking up the Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. That Leota vehicle. Yeah. I can't find it. That's fine. Was it after Narc Identity? No. That was a decent horror movie where the twist at the end is like, oh, it's all happening. Control. 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 See, I knew it was a one-word title. What did I say? I think I... It's with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Huey Lewis in the news. I've seen this fun meme going around of like Willem Dafoe, and that's a picture of him looking angry, and it's Willem Dafriend, and it's him looking happy. 
It's it's fun. <laughs> it's it's a cute one. But uh, yeah, let's get into the news. Uh, they're working on a remake of the 1997 classic Face Off, which I thought was pretty disgusting. Is the only cast member coming back, Alessandro Nivola? <laughs> yeah, he's coming back as Pollux Troy. They'd be right to bring somebody back, but it's just, I mean, it's nothing sacred. You can't leave Face Off alone. Give us, like, a new idea. Give us something. And actually, in the thread earlier, we were discussing a reboot called uh, Fat Off, which was you and Parsons <laughs> trading faces. And, and I'm uh, fat. Yeah. And he's not. Yes. And then he, like, I go to jail. He, like, destroys your body. <laughs> with and then that. we're both fat together. Yeah. I have another Parsons movie idea on here that'll hit us in a few minutes. I think it, I wrote it in one of my bits. Shout out to Monty, Sean, Joey, and Codpiece for uh, brainstorming that bit in the thread earlier. And also, happy birthday to Codpiece. It's Cod's birthday. Happy birthday, Codpiece. Ba-ba. Um, so James Gunn tweeting out the full cast of the 2021 Suicide Squad reboot. Mm, I'm our yes. It's, it's like a zillion people. Among them being Pete Davidson. Yeah. Who's he going to be playing? Depression Man? Yeah. <laughs> He's playing like a, a mutant who can't act with a supposedly huge dick. <laughs> That's going to be his character. Poor David Ayer. David Ayer can't catch a break. He's actually working on his own follow-up to his uh, iteration of the Suicide Squad called Suicide Alone in a Hotel Room. <laughs> Hi-oh. <laughs> if only. It is time to take a stand. He's actually working on a uh, a sequel to the Netflix original Bright, which I wish was a joke, but no, that's that's happening. <laughs> Very turkey worthy. I watched Bright th- Bright three times. That's insane. Is that a reveal? That is. You should delete that from this recording. And um, to keep the running gag about Jeremy Renner going, the. Uh, you know, we had, the app shut down. The Jeremy Renner app is finally gone. And, but he found himself <laughs> opening the Jeremy Renner store on Amazon where you can go and buy weird nature guy stuff. And he can't just do normal sponsorships or commercials. It's like he got nominated for Academy Awards and he's in the highest grossing movie of all time, The Avengers. And he's doing all these hokey, cheap things that are, like, worse than being on Cameo. <laughs> like, check out my store. <laughs> check out my songs. Chris D'Elia did a whole bit on his podcast, Making Fun of Renner. And reading the comments in the main attraction, YouTube. The main attraction is the song I just played two seconds of. Yeah. R- I'll, Renner's I'll play a little more cut. of it just for the, the yeah. sake of it. Give him a taste. The best part is the music video for this song. They, yeah, the, it's him like in the desert on like a, a big plateau. flowing coat. Yeah, like doing just like music video cool guy moves. It's really something to to behold. Yeah. So anyway, Delia's bit is like he read all the comments on the YouTube video of the, which got four something million views. By the way, like people not a, are listening. Not enough. I don't know how many of them are... N- Enough fans? All of them. We're one of the same. Yeah, it's... I can't... It's not even funny it's so bad. Like, it's really bad. It's just amazing. Like, every time I see him doing something, I'm like, this is what you're up to? Like... And it's... It, Dalia made the point, too. Like, 
all he's doing this for is more money. And, like, I get that. I yeah. do. And actually, speaking of Delia, Well, more money and more fame, I think, was his exact point. Because yeah. like, it is true. Like, after the Avengers movies, this guy, the guy never has to think about Doe ever again for the rest of his life. Probably not. And he's, you know, Hawkeye's still around. I think there's a Hawkeye TV show coming to stupid Apple Plus or Disney Plus. One of the pluses. But, uh, yeah, speaking of Delia, he has this bit, like, celebrities are on Cameo, where it's, like, D-list celebrities that you haven't heard of in years. You can go on and they'll make a video of them saying whatever you want for, like, an amount of money. Some of them are cheap, like, 20 bucks. Some of them are, uh, <clears throat> you know, can be upwards of, like, $500. Like, Caitlyn Jenner's on there for, like, I think $2,000. You have to pay her to make, like, a 30-second video. But Dalia put himself on there, and he put it at uh, fifty thousand dollars for uh, for a thing. And yeah, Dean Kane. We did this too, actually. We did. Ank treated me to a. Oops. <laughs> what up, oops? It's Dean Kane. Look, hey, man. Um, just throwing it out there. I'd love to get a part. I know you guys are doing pill guys. We are. So uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to you to consider me. For we're we thinking it about there. it. You know, I know you love smoking your your Mary Jane. Dean. And uncrustable sandwiches, which are also known as unzustables, right? <laughs> this is such deep inside stuff. Oops, yeah. Which is cool. Or the Candyman. I know oh. you love Mountain Dew. <laughs> What's up, man? Hire me. Come on, hoops. Wow. The funniest part of that is him, like, referencing his sheet of nonsense that you had him say. <laughs> like, unzustables? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Can I be in pill guys? I like I like Mountain Dew. I used to be a him just an checking actor. off all those boxes for that thirty three dollars or whatever I paid. Oh, yeah. That's from that other website, Celebrity Voicemails, but it's the same thing. Yeah, same deal. Celebrity Voicemails is frustrating because they have it set up so that it comes through as a Safari link, so you can't share it to your social media. Ooh. So I was like, I want to fucking share this with the world, and I can't. <laughs> yeah. That's upsetting. I suppose there's a way out there to do it. We should get some more hacky celebs to record, like, commercials for us. Or, like, an intro. They could do the like intro a pod for us. intro? That's yeah. actually a really good idea. That could be hot. Get, like, Gilbert Gottfried to do it. I think he's on there. He's probably too much, though. But anyways, that's cameo. That's whatever. We got uh, Felicity Huffman has been sentenced to 14 days in prison. I laughed for, pretty hard at that headline. For bribing her daughter's way into college. For people who don't Felicity Huffman's an actress. She was on uh, Desperate Housewives, I believe. Mm. You know who actually should be sentenced to jail? It's the creators of William H. Macy's Showtime show, Shameless. And yeah. the fact that they're letting it just be dragged and dragged and dragged out for, I don't know, what, 11 fucking seasons uh, now? <laughs> We're filing an injunction against Shameless for going seven seasons too long, yes. The real tragedy is that they, the kid that they it, were trying to get into college is going to grow up looking like those two. <laughs> and, and just with the I, eyes all close together because they're clearly brother and sister. Yes. Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy, they are one of those couples that like look alike. They couldn't possibly look more alike. It's insane. They had a picture of them like hand in hand outside the courtroom. I was like, oh, this is, this is like kind of odd. Yeah, that is a little creepy. Neil Brennan had a great joke about it on Twitter. He said, who will learn less, Felicity Huffman after 14 days in prison or her child after four years of college? I was like, that's good. I was in on that bit. The, um, but yeah, we, we wish her the best. I'm sure uh, 
I'm sure she's going to a, a cool celebrity prison where everything will be fine. That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. Speaking of that, they Comedy Central announced uh, they picked up South Park for three more seasons, which seemed uh, like a lot. Like, I like South Park. I feel like I missed most of the most recent season, but I'm still like... It's still good. I'm glad it's still on. I don't want it to go away, but I also might not be tuning in. Yeah. It's kind of where my head is at with South Park. Like, their hats best, off to them. Their best days are definitely like behind them. But I mean, I'm. I guess I'm glad it's Stallone. Maybe we're just old. I would like to see like South Park or The Simpsons end at some point. I'd like to see one of these like never-ending, long-running shows. End. Family Guy. Yeah, they've all been. I mean, South Park. Well, The Simpsons is the longest-running, mm. longest-running animated show of all time, I believe now. Yeah. And then I, they've all been around for what, twenty-five years now? I think Simpsons About, is legit, least. starting like thirty. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's real. I feel like The Simpsons was in its infancy when we were like nine. Yeah, and that first weird season that everyone hates, I think that was 89. With the strange animation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Bart. (laughs) I hope I enjoy the show. Oh. Like the weird homey voice before it got proper. Um... The yeah. Deuce is into its third and final season. It David is. Simon further proving that he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Yes. And that they keep calling it critically acclaimed. <laughs> Who are these critics? Yeah, which critics and where are they? I watched, what are they acclaiming? I watched season one of The Deuce. Like, it's okay. It has some good stuff going on, but, I mean, it's not... Definitely not a... What do you like about it? You need to, uh, you need to get in there. It's not a necessary show. And also, I was saying the other day, I think it's insulting that HBO airs it on Mondays. Yeah, I hate when they do that. You know, like Sundays, like Fuck that is night. That? I was, if I was on the deuce, I'd be like, "This is legitimately insulting. You're hearing us on goddamn Mondays? It's insane." I think that certain shows will just take what they can get. What are they gonna say? Yeah, that's true. Just kind of like, yeah, okay. And I think they did like one of their like okay. like they did with your favorite show, Divorce. I think instead of canceling it, they gave it like a a half a victory lap. Yeah, like a victory lap last season that's like half as long. <laughs> and then they're just like, okay, you can wrap it up, but just so you know, nobody's watching this, and we shouldn't be doing this. But here you go. <sighs> you got any more news? Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Aaron Carter, uh, <laughs> has been. What a mic drop. <laughs> he. <laughs> He recently came out admitting to, I guess he tested positive for opiates, benzos, and admitted that he's on a big, big list of medications for all different sort of stuff. Yeah, he's had some uh, some troubles added over the years. I can't find the article that I was referencing, but Hmm. I guess he said that he uh, had schizophrenia. Classic. And... Depression and anxiety disorder and bipolar and it's just he's he really is he was dealt a shitty hand Mm. and uh, I guess you could say that we here at the Enough Podcast are here for you, Aaron. We are. And if you need you know any type of backup, let us know. Song's fire, isn't it? I haven't heard this in a minute. It's a good one. (laughs) I was torn between this and how I beat Shaq. Mm, Wow. How I beat Shaq. He beat Shaq. I mean, this kid's... He's been around the block. Not in penis size. (laughs) I mean... 
It's called a T-square. Classic. I uh, I just want to obituize Movie Pass. <laughs> Which is something for people who don't remember. This was the service where you paid nine ninety five a month, and you could go and see literally up to one movie every single day. That. You know, it had its run like a year and a half ago where I was using it like a madman. It's the greatest thing I've ever encountered. Then they realized it was too good of a deal and like changed it and went bankrupt in the whole deal. What was it? $10 a month and you could see unlimited movies? Did you literally just say that? I was fading out there. I, I did, but it's yeah. cool. And uh, yeah, it was like, you know, $10 is cheaper than what it costs to buy one movie ticket at a lot of movie theaters. So. The deal, it was just like a joke, and but while it lasted, it was... Yeah, what was their thinking behind that? Like, yeah. oh, we'll just, it'll get people to see everything. <laughs> yeah, like, it'll get a, people on board, and then they won't be upset when we drastically change the, uh, the pricing after a few months, which they did, and everybody left. You have to be Netflix caliber to be able to jerk the prices around and not have people just vanish in droves. Yeah. And that's what happened. But you can't do that. They had like a slow death over the can't past, wait. over the past year, and then they finally called it the other day. They were like, "We're done. It's over." And uh, rest in peace. It was really, it was really something while it was around. Hmm. Do you hear Kylie Jenner uh, is doing Playboy, and she's going to dish <gasps> about her sex life with <gasps> Travis Scott? Um. Well, yeah. That's the new kid. I doubt news. she's getting naked. Oh, uh, apparently she's completely nude. Well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be like tasteful, like spicy. I'm sure she's not Where showing. Where's the love for me? <laughs> like, she's not showing the whole deal. I'm sure. You don't think so? She's like a billionaire. Why would she do that? I love how they always refer to her as a billionaire and everything. The billionaire Kylie Jenner. Yeah, isn't she? With her like yeah. makeup nonsense. Her yeah. makeup company. She's on Doe Island. Everyone in that family has their own individual Doe Island. They can visit at their leisure. I think that's kind of awesome. And uh, people spend a lot of time shitting on the Kardashians. Mm. But I think the fact that Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's assistant and then made a sex tape with an R&B singer who's not even relevant anymore. He doesn't exist. And then her mother helped leak it. Mm. And then it spread all over Hollywood and the world. And then led to like a TV show... And another TV show, and another TV show, and another... Like, it just kept going. And mm. now it made, like, 14 people relevant and, quote-unquote, you know, famous. Yeah. I mean, not even, quote-unquote. They're all very public figures now. Yeah. I, I just... It's fucking nuts, mm. the idea that you could do that. And I, I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody else that's even come close. That's fair. I think it's funny. Remember when people used to do Playboy... Like actresses, and it was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. of note would be. Yes. Like, I remember when like Terry Polo, that blonde woman who was in Meet the Parents, did <laughs> Playboy. I, it like shocked me. I was like, this woman from Meet the Parents is in Playboy. My goodness. I'm gonna have to have a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Hank's queuing up Terry Polo. I don't remember being wowed by the shots when I finally saw them, but the idea that it happened was very, uh, very fun. But yeah, actresses of today, I want to, I want to see that coming back. In '05, I guess she did it. Yeah, like way after Meet the Parents. How about you just show us the pictures? Yeah, <laughs> could you? Just big sprawling articles of you know, it's 
You're like, what am I supposed to buy an old Playboy? I'll just like go to Google some images. sort of a lunatic? Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. He's in. But uh, what else you got news wise? <clears throat> she was a babe. Um, <laughs> Sam Smith has uh, decided to change his gender and he will now be going by. They, them? Correct. Yes. You I, saw that too? I saw this uh, very important beacon of news also. Yes. What do you think about that? I mean, it's whatever. Good for him for uh, doing whatever he feels in his heart. Ooh, queuing that up. I saw someone online had a great bit that was just like, uh, all I know is they wrote the worst Bond song ever. (laughs) I was like, that's the stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Because his Bond song was really bad. Or they, them's Bond song was really bad. How do we say this? (laughs) Their. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Their Bond song. Thank you for being grammatically powerful. Yeah, it's, it's, uh... It's a tough thing to navigate. I feel like mm. there's no way I wouldn't say the wrong thing yeah, to exactly. a somebody in that situation. Yeah. No doubt I would also. But it's like, yeah, whatever you want to do. See if you can hit the notes on the chorus. <laughs> uh-huh. My crooning's too powerful. I'm not ready to unveil it. Yesterday was Lily Reinhardt's birthday, another friend of the show. Who is Lily Reinhardt? Uh, she's the woman from, I can't recall, uh, the show, I can't remember the name of it, the, sh- uh, the, the, the Riverdale. She's dating Cole oh, Sprouse. Oh. I'm crazy, but you don't think I know what I've done. Wow, Hank. <laughs> you called me, baby. You are awful. <laughs> you Get can't off. sing, you can't dance, so what have you got? Get off my show. Look at my face, it's melting <laughs> into the microphone. I'm a gargoyle, but your voice is worse. How are we doing with the British accents? Probably not good. British fans, let us know. I have a British client, but I don't know that she listens. Chloe, if you somehow have happened upon this, give me feedback in Tuesday's session. Chloe, are you having a laugh? <laughs> you having a laugh? But, uh... Unless you have any more news, I was going to jump into the hot news segment. Um, I was going to make fun of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the new Natalie Portman movie, but that's just saying that is enough. So <laughs> go ahead. Yes. That, uh, that's the movie. It's about the true story of the woman who went to space and then came back and lost her mind and like was found in a Walmart wearing diapers, like shouting about stuff. Cool. But evidently, they took the diaper part out of the movie. So why did they even make no it? No more die, die, die. It is. But uh, actually, the director of that, Noah Hawley, did the Fargo show. I actually thought it might be good until I heard all the all four views. But so we're not excited about it. We're not excited about I it. I didn't think so. I don't really like anything having to do with space. Yeah, that's, that's true. You're not a space guy. No space. Scotty likes space. I'm a fan. So let's get into the, the news segment called, I don't know what we're going to call it. I guess Scotty's Fall TV Preview for now until I think of something... Uh, doper i thought we'd take a peek at uh do you need a good sweeper i have an idea yeah give me something i thought we'd take a peek at uh (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) every time a dab a do (laughs) we're a big fan of rock songs where the singer just goes "Ah!" 
over and over. But yeah, we're going to cruise through some new shows that are coming out. Try to predict uh, what will be good, what will get canceled, you know, if it sounds watchable. I'm going to try to be as positive as I can, but you guys know me <laughs> from listening to 35 episodes of this show. Actually, this is the 34th, right? Yes. So, okay, go ahead. Let's start it up. One more. What do you think about... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of Perfect Harmony? Okay. A, a new Bradley Whitford vehicle where he plays a retired music professor who finds new purpose directing a struggling Kentucky church choir. Coming to NBC shortly. What are you feeling here? Um, <laughs> I don't see that lasting more than mid-season. I don't either. I see that as a mid-season cancel, yeah. jokes aside. And this seemed like a... I watched the preview. It seems like a like a Matt Perry kind of show. Like, where it just chop. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, this won't last. And they're just like, well, we have to put something on the air. Like, we have to do something. The uh, There's a new show called... In- what do you got? <laughs> Cruising through some Madison dialogue. I have a, hey, Tubby. See, this is why I got to prepare these ahead of time. This clip is not good. That was a very... The, <laughs> let's talk about this for a second, how bad most of the clips are on YouTube. That was a five-minute clip of, like, random, fuzzy, homemade... Billy yeah. Madison clips with thousands of views. Yeah, like, I'm looking for just the joke. I want to just, like, give me 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that won't make it. That's not going to be funny. Yeah, that seems like a No chance. Song. Indebted. This, uh, in this story, young parents Dave and Rebecca end up having to take care of Dave's parents who have mishandled their finances and need help to pay down a sizable debt. And I like the pun of this title, Indebted. Like, they're in debt and... The kid, his parents are indebted. It's a whole thing. But this is a, a two-hander with Fran Drescher and Adam Pally as mother and son. I'm a big Adam Pally fan from uh, Happy Endings and a uh, bunch of stuff. He pops up and stuff. He's a funny guy. The uh, What do you think of this? What are you, what are you predicting? I like Adam Fran, Pally. And Fran I actually don't, back. I actually don't dislike Fran. I think she's kind of funny. Did you watch The Nanny? Sort of. It was one of those shows like we grew up and it, it was on TV. So yeah. if it was there, I feel like a lot of people we know watched the nanny. I never really saw Not it. Not really on purpose. Mm. You know, it just it was in between a few things I did watch probably. Leanly. Um. <laughs> this seems like it'll get canceled too. To be honest, it'll get this, a season. Yeah. If maybe two. The uh, we'll hope for the best because we're Pally fans here. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I like him. What about uh, Bluff City Law? Oh, no. Starring Jimmy Smits. Friend of the show. Yes. (laughs) Lawyers at an elite Memphis law firm specialize in controversial landmark civil rights cases. I think for my mom's sake, I hope it doesn't get canceled because I know she's a big Smits fan. This sounds like a show that... That's a lot of blood. That will go, but... uh, I feel he's another one like Matthew Perry. I feel like they give Jimmy Smith's another show every single year. He's not a gritty cop in this one. Yeah, they just keep trying. Like they refuse to believe that people don't want to see Jimmy Smith's in an hour-long drama on their airwaves. They're like, we just got it. Someone will get in. But uh, Bluff City Law, that'll probably get a. Yeah, that'll probably go nine seasons. Who am I kidding? Carol's second act. 
Patricia Heaton headlines this multicam sitcom about a 50-year-old divorcee who embarks on a new career in medicine. Ank, will this get canceled? I didn't hear who you said stars. Patricia Heaton? I don't know who that is. That's probably why I tuned it out. Um, she was the wife on Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh. Which, I've had enough of these shows of like people having a second act of their life. <laughs> this show's literally called Carol's Second Act. Yeah. Well, there was the movie Second Act with J-Lo that I was roped into seeing on Christmas Day because my doing? family doesn't get it. Um, yeah, the, uh, it is kind of a hacky. Yeah, like, oh, I'm starting my second act. It's like, okay, are you? Would you? I didn't like it one bit. That, that, I think, will get canceled pretty promptly. That seems like a four episodes. It's not working out. We'll see out there. This one I know you're going to be on board for. The Keenan Show. Guess who it stars? Keenan Ivory Wayans? Fuck. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. It's a new family comedy where he strives to be a super dad to his two adorable girls while simultaneously balancing his job and a father-in-law who helps in the most inappropriate ways. It's probably go 19 seasons. Because Keenan is just... For some reason, he gets... Yeah, he's been on TV since he was like seven years old. And I'd just... like to talk about how Kel... We've probably done this already, but about how Kel has been marginalized and like... We should just... always be talking about Kel. Kel is the funnier one. Wow. I don't think... I actually don't dislike Keenan. I get a kick out of him. Especially back in the day, yeah. Kel was the funny one and Keenan was like the straight man. Although, he kind of like still is. He's like the straight man in sketches a lot on SNL. But yeah, Kel, where's Kel? Where's Kel's show? Folks. The, um... Then we got Nancy Drew. There's a new Nancy Drew, and, uh... A show? Yes, and... This Nancy <sighs> Drew fucks, it seems. I'm sorry? The logline is, This dark, sexy version of the teen sleuth book... Oh, come on. ...shows Nancy's college plans up in smoke after her mom's death, and she swears off investigating. But then a murder rocks her small town, and she discovers that... That sucks. Horseshoe Bay is more than just a story. Yeah, like, imagine the guy sitting around like, okay, like, no one's, doing, no one's done a Nancy Drew thing in, like, two years, so let's roar out with a, a whole new take. She's sexy now, and she's fun. This is like what they did with that Dora the Explorer movie that was, like, everything's just, these ideas are just insane. There's a, a second spin-off of Blackish called Mixedish coming out, starring uh, Mark Paul Gosseler as the patriarch of a mixed race family in the seventies. It's a prequel to Blackish, also. They're really like fleshing out the the ish <sighs> the ish universe. Mark Paul Gosseler is another guy that they throw a, a softball to every nine months. Yeah. Go, Mark. Well, uh, we know that. Uh... No, yeah, you're Rizzoli right. and Isles or whatever the fuck that show was <laughs> didn't work out. Franklin and Bash, there it please is. have some respect for the classics. They just, they, come on, man. Yeah. No, you're right. He had a he had like a baseball drama on Fox last year called like <sighs> The Pitch or something that probably lasted like half an episode. But yeah, this is part of the Blackish universe. It'll probably go. People will probably be into that. I think that show is very popular. And then we just got a couple more here. The this one I think I'm in on. There's, oh. a, there's a new Walton Goggins show called The Unicorn. 
Blogline. I like Walton Goggins. I think he's very funny. Yeah, I think he's great in everything. He's killing it on uh, Righteous Gemstones right now. It's a fun sidecar. But uh, the summary for this show, a widower is eager to move on from the most difficult year of his life, only to realize he's utterly unprepared to raise his two daughters on his own, and equally unprepared for the dating world where he's suddenly a hot commodity. And I can picture this show. Gog- yeah, that sounds okay. That Gog- won't get canceled. I was gonna, I, I'm not going to shit on that. Goggins, that has legs. like hitting on babes. He's very fun. funny, and he has a lot of range, and... I yeah. just get a kick out of him, and I feel like he's starting to get like the real work that he should have gotten yeah. already. He's like a real actor. Yes. Like, m- most sitcoms, they put like a stand-up comedian who can barely act in a show. I think this will be good with like someone with some chops in the uh, driver's seat. He's also had enough sitcom work now. Mm. I mean, not that you could really call Vice Principals or... I know justified mean, sitcoms but i mean he's been on tv enough yeah, that he's, he's, he's a tv guy now he's proved his comedy chops because it's like it's more you know it's better to get work in working in television now than it was like the book that we finished that 1999 yes. book about about movies that do you Great remember book. the full title i think it's called 1999 the best year in movies ever the best movie year ever by brian rafferty yes and it's about 1999 and great read folks Get the audiobook. It's a breeze. It's a, yeah, I breezed through it. But yeah, and on the show, the unicorn, the Goggins thing, Rob Corddry's in there as a sidecar. He's already secured his post ballers work. We were we were talking about you know Corddry's been doing nothing but ballers for years. What's he gonna do? He found his gig. He's landed on his feet. He's uh, he's a friend of the show. He's from around here. He's from yeah, he's all right. That's that's. I think that's part of why Ballers disappoints me so much yes. is because he has so much more potential than they're giving him. I couldn't agree more. He's just spinning his wheels on this that show, wasting his time. He's he funny. went from doing Children's Hospital, which was so funny, and I actually really liked Hot Tub Time Machine. And yep, first few, one very funny. A few other things that he did. Yep. Yeah, I didn't mention the sequel. <laughs> And, Second one's like, and then he just Ooh. dove right into balls. I mean, can you blame him? An HBO show with the biggest actor in the world. Yeah, who's no one yeah. would say no to that. <laughs> so it's it's cra- we can we can shit on it all we want, but it makes perfect sense why he's involved in that universe. Us like, no, thank you. Yeah, you know, what a lame move that was. HBO. Um. Yeah, he got paid fifty million dollars for the entire run of the show, probably. So, and one more. A new Cal Penn vehicle called <clears throat> Sunnyside, where he plays a former New York City councilman who finds his calling when faced with immigrants in help, in need of his help and in search of the American dream. Cancelled? Seems like it. Cal Penn? What do you think, Inc.? Huh. I, I like Cal Penn. You're not Cal Penn? Yeah. yeah he's alright. I think he's alright, alright. That first Harold and Kumar is a classic. I don't know if you've seen it in a while, but it holds up. And even the third one has some laughs. But uh, yeah, that'll probably get canceled also. And also I noticed that Blue Bloods is entering its 10th season, which is fucked up and insane. But you know, I mean, Donnie, he's been getting that work for 10 years. Those residuals, they're juicy. Just when you thought we were going to go an entire episode without doing a Mark Wahlberg (laughs) impressions, you were wrong. Those residuals are juicier than our burgers. In 1988, I blinded an Asian man named Than Lam. Never forget. I won't. Terrific. But, um, yep, that was uh, Scotty's fall TV preview. This, this, some more coming. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do some more next week. We'll see. There's always more, yeah. Uh, should we do reviews? Proper reviews? Yes. I want to sneak in shots and lullabies real quick first. 
<laughs> I feel like I always do this when you like reviews. But yeah, let's do reviews. I think reviews are more important than shuts and lullabies. This is why I, okay. I push this narrative. I like it. I like this it. This is us having a show meeting on air. Yes. This is me. A couple of unprofessional hacks. Just because I have shuts earlier in my list than reviews. Yeah, go ahead and flip that it's list. That's the only reason. But uh, Room 104 started last night. Season Which three. Don't tell me anything. I really oh. like that show because of all the flying and the magic. <laughs> I love I, it. I just think I think it's awesome, and I'm a big Duplass Duplass Brothers fan. Yep. I pretty much you and I both have like listened to their audio book. Yes. And uh, devoured as much Duplass content as humanly possible. So yeah, like they're big indie guys who really uh, hit it big, and they're still like doing their own thing. I'm really. Uh, but yeah, for I feel like no one watches this show, so I'll just explain. It's on HBO. It's called Room 104. It's like the Twilight Zone. It's an anthology series, but you know every episode's a new thing. But they all take place in the same room, which sounds like it might be boring, but they find ways to make it fun. And you know, like the Twilight Zone, not every story is a home run, but the ones that are good are like really good, I think. And uh, yeah, the new premiere of Luke Wilson and. Uh, it was slow, but good. Had some good stuff. And uh, I won't spoil it for you. They don't tell me anything. I know you watched the Bill Burr special, Paper Tiger, yeah, uh, yeah, on Doug. Netflix. Yeah, check it out, I got a kid. I got a black wife. Yeah, I thought it, to me, I thought it was outstanding because it just sort of immediately brought me back to, like, Let It Go, 2006. Yeah. Early I, Bill Burr, where he was just sort of letting everybody have it. As we talked... Uh, I thought his last special, the black and white one, was kind of weak, and I, I think he spent some time on this one to like really make sure it was a, a goo one. Yeah, he came in hot, mm. which is what we need from Bill Burr. This, uh, I, I love the special. I thought it was great, but I, I am kind of tired of comedians going on and on about how they can't go on and on about anything anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. In every stand-up special, there has to be like ten minutes up top where they're like, eh. Like, what's going on out there? You can't say anything to anybody. It's like, just just get to the bits. Like, everyone knows this. Yeah, it's, it's a tough time to be a comedian, I guess, is yeah. the main takeaway. Yeah, like, I understand it. We but get I, it. I've just heard it in, like, every special, just complaining about how they can't complain about stuff. It's like, it's too much. The, uh, it's a could ya. Yeah. He had a great bit about uh, when people were making fun of Brian Cranston because he played a paraplegic. And, like, how well ridiculous it is to get mad at that. And he does his, like, cunty voice. And he's like, how come you don't have a murderer playing this murderer in this movie? <laughs> yeah. And stuff like About that. About the... <laughs> that Them, me. like, wanting... Uh, he's like, you know, it wouldn't be even acting if you get a paraplegic to play a paraplegic. He yeah. just... Yeah, did. He's, he's very funny. I like the, uh, the bit about airbags. Not to ruin too many of the jokes. I mean, you're going to watch it, people. Yeah. But this... <laughs> Like, you We're know, back when I was a kid, we had one airbag in the car, and he does, like, the car accident <laughs> sound, and yeah. my family! <laughs> that, like, look back at all the dead people, I just, <laughs> I loved it. That was strong. He had a good bit about how his daughter hasn't met him yet. Like, the real him. He's like, yeah, my daughter's too. She hasn't met me yet. That was inspired. The, uh... He has, like, a, a good amount of political stuff, too, which maybe like, a little too much. But, uh, I mean, some of it was good. He has jokes to back up, bringing up the outrageous things he does. 
What else did I like about it? I wrote a few more notes. Um, Something that bothered me a little bit about it. He does this little snicker, like, at his own jokes. Oh, don't tell me. In between stuff. I hate noticing shit like that. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you didn't notice watching it. Oh, God. And it's just, like, he does a little, like... It's a crutch. <laughs> and it's like, you've done this set probably 470 times in preparation for the taping this you special. You don't think that's kind of cute? You're not Latin. It's no. a little cute. It's, it bothers me. You think it's a could you? I do think it's a could you. It's a should you. And if he would stop, I think he should. Should you? Yeah. But, uh, I didn't notice that, but I'm definitely going to watch the special again. Yeah. And it's going to ruin that, ruin the special for me now. <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't that bad. It was just something I noticed. Where it's like hey, I think this would be better if he did that a little less. But uh, yeah, that was Bill Burr, his new Netflix original, Paper Tiger. Check it out, folks. It's got yucks. I watched The Mule, <laughs> the new Clint Eastwood vehicle, on HBO now. Clint Eastwood plays a drug runner in this movie. He's unbelievably old. And also, the scenes where he has glasses on in this, and I, he kind of looks like Woody Allen. He was reminding me, I was like, Clint Eastwood is like Woody Allen's like cooler, jock, older brother kind of guy. You know, they both make movies once a year. They're both impossibly old. They're both, like, controversial for their own reasons. There's some stuff there. I, I kind of like to see them as a duo in something. Like a nice two-hander with them as brothers who have to go on a road trip or something. I feel like, like they wouldn't line up on anything at all, especially directing style. Yeah, they'd be a fun uh, duo to bounce off each other. I'd like to see them direct something together more than star in something together. Okay, okay. But yeah, the mule, he's, you know, Diane Weist plays his ex-wife in this movie, and she's yelling at him for not having a job at the beginning, and it's like, this man is like 95 years old, where is he going to get a gig? Eastwood, just like, and uh, he's never heard of a text, which I thought was fun. He's that old. Uh, Bradley Cooper's in this for some reason, in like a handful of scenes that I'm sure he shot all in one day. Uh, there's a bunch of like Mexican drug guys in this movie and once when I saw them roaring in I was like the guy who plays Hector in Fast and Furious is definitely going to be in this crew <laughs> and, I, and I was right is his name Hector? no or they don't say his name I meant to look up on IMDB if they had a name for him because yeah you're referencing this guy his name is Hector in all these movies and he like plays the same character it's like one of those inside Hollywood things where he's just like one of these guys who they're like, we need like a gritty Mexican looking guy. Like, boom. He's His real name is actually Noel Guglielmi. Oh. He's actor, producer, and founder of independent film company Entangled Entertainment. Noel Guglielmi was raised in Los Angeles and first cast without a formal audition in a Taco Bell commercial at the age of 15. Because that's not <laughs> sort of racist. <laughs> Um, and if you look through his filmography, like the stuff he has coming down the pipeline, it's all, you know, gritty crime yeah. movies with a Mexican the next drug three, cartel like, spin. Yeah, like Hobbs and Shaw 2, Fast and Furious 9, like the next David Ayer movie. I'm Chicago sure. PD. Ooh, gritty. The Fighter's Prayer. Hopefully he sneaks onto Chicago Training Day, Fire, the also. show that was pulled off of TV when friend of the show Bill Paxton passed away. Yes. 
Blessing in Disguise. I heard it was a very bad show. But Danielle miss- is asking if you would like anything at Starbucks. I'm good, but thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's our new personal assistant uh, for the show. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we hit it big casually. We're yeah, just we're, like, we're playing it cool over here. Yeah, we don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but the no. Enough podcast is actually exploding right now. Is, and is, 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 is. we're really, really proud of it. Yes. Let me finish the mule here. It's a very silly movie. They got scenes where, like, he's got a bunch of heroin in the back of his truck, and then he's distracting cops with, like, you know, from the heroin with kettle corn, popcorn. Do you remember that scene? You saw the mule, right? Yes. Yeah, like... Oh, my my daughter makes this, but... Yeah, like, his... A canine dog is barking, and, like, he has all this stuff, and he just distracts... He's like, oh... Here you go, officer. Try my daughter's like loose, unsealed kettle corn <laughs> popcorn, and like he get he gets out of this scenario. It's just like okay, like, that loose got me. It's so true. It's it's almost plays like a comedy. I'm like this is just very unrealistic, but it's funny. The mule goes to parties. He dances with spicy babes and has two separate threesomes with like tens. I forgot about that. Yeah, that happened. This movie's like unclassifiable. It's got everything. It's got drama. It's got laughs, those thrills. I saw it in the theater and got a lot of popcorn stuck in my teeth. And I remember that being a bit of a distraction for me. So it's probably time to fire it back up on HBO. Yes. But yeah, I liked watching it. It's a weird slow movie that I don't think would have ever gotten made if Clint Eastwood didn't decide that he wanted to make it. And I respect it for that. What have you been watching? I did not watch much this week. It was busy. I watched Bachelor in Paradise, which we'll get to. I shut off two things. Want to do shuts or you have more reviews? I got one more, but let's do shuts. Uh, I shut off The Haunting of Sharon Tate with Hilary Duff (laughs) and Trading Paint with uh, veteran enough alumni John Travolta. Yes, which is a lullaby for me. I was enthralled, but I did fall asleep watching it. Yeah, very, very boring. Yeah. It was insane. These Travolta turkeys are just... They're a wow. Yeah, what's going uh, on there? The other day, I I thought I'd try to mess with the Zohan a bit. I put on uh, that Adam Sandler classic, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, and fell asleep to it pretty promptly. Adam Sandler doing the accent in that movie is uh, pretty unbearable. Do you remember this movie? I do indeed. It, uh... Yeah, I don't even know what to say. It's like him and Torturo, like, doing their thing. I feel like they used to be a big duo and, like, in everything together. I wonder what happened there. I wonder if there's any uh, bad blood on the Sandler Torturo front. Might have to look into that. And also, I wanted to reveal to the fans, once we get closer to Thanksgiving, I'm going to unveil a new segment called Pardon a Turkey. You know, like, what what the president does when he pardons a turkey only i'm going to be pardoning bad movies and okay <laughs> what what's coming back um i'm going to pardon welcome to marwin first oh. of all because it premieres on hbo tonight and we're going to be talking about it next week on the show cuz Zang's going to watch it he's really excited about it do i have to <laughs> you do it's a it's a must but yeah pardoning a turkey i thought that was fun I guarantee you I'm going to shut that one. And I like the idea of pardoning a turkey. I'd like to bring back Little Man. Mm. I mean, never left. 
in I, these eyes. But to me, Little Man didn't get the play that it should have, and that like seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes is an insulting number. It is. I pardon it. But yeah, that'll we'll be unveiling that in a uh, in weeks to come when it's more turkey season. We're just eking our way into fall here in September. And one more review that I have. Mm. A new Netflix show that people were saying was like the biggest lost ripoff in the world. And so I thought Island it, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I shut that off within. I forgot to mention that. I sh- I tried that for about ninety seconds. I watched the whole first episode just to be it's like, awful. wow. First of all, it's called the I the Island, but it's like the I the letter I space land, where it's just like ugh. Like yeah, that, that upset me. Like that sucks. First of all, stupid. And it, it's such a lost clone, like, I couldn't even believe it. Like, it has the same opening shot of the show. It, like, opens with a close-up of someone's eye as they wake up on a beach and they don't know what happened. And, yeah, like, it's very mysterious. Everyone has amnesia and they all wake up with a clue. And no it, good? It's so cheaply made, it was almost playing, like, a parody of Lost. I was like, is this a joke? Like, where did they make this show? They have any big names in that? I didn't even hang around long enough to see it. They do actually. It stars a uh, Cohasset, Massachusetts native, <laughs> Kate Bosworth, who uh, used to be a bigger deal. She was in like Superman Returns and uh, Blue Crush, other classics like that. She's you, I, you I, know she, I know who she is. Yeah. She just has never really made a good movie. And also that guy from Magic Mike who plays like the friend who screws him over. He's in it too. I can't remember his name. The one that everybody notoriously hates yes. in Hollywood. That's not even part of the movie. That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, like, he's supposedly so bad. Like, yeah, like, he's known as the the shitty idiot who everyone hates. But, yeah, this show's terrible. The Island. And I got to the end of the first episode. It, it says, written and directed by Neil Labute, who used to be, like, a, a director of note. He used to do movies. Like, he did Nurse Betty and... A bunch of other stuff I can't remember, but is that Renee Zellweger? It is. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for him. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? Yes. But yeah, and, and they describe this as a limited series, which I'm like, what does that mean? Like already canceled? It has like six episodes. It looks, you know, it's terrible. I'm not gonna keep watching. It's Gabagio. And that's what I watched. That's it. Oh, and also, I, I forgot to bring it up last week, but I saw the Peanut Butter Falcon, which Ang saw previously and did a whole thing about, so I don't need to, but it was really great. Oh, you mean a month ago? Mm, maybe two weeks. Have or maybe <clears throat> a month. No, it's a, it was awesome, yeah. and it's still in theaters. You can catch it. It uh, Shia LaBeouf and a special young man named Zach something, and I, I really, really liked it. It was great. It was like I'm hoping it's sort of the thing that nudges Shia LaBeouf back into the public eye, mm. just for him, just in time for him to bring out Honey Boy, the, his yeah. directorial <laughs> debut. Like it's, it was a very smart career move. Yeah, I'm hearing Honey Boy is like crazy weird and good. People seem to like it. I think it did pretty well at the film festivals. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is our finest actor. He's very good. I'm not even joking. I think he's great. You know what time it is? Just most of the movies he does are kind of weird. I know you're excited about it. Is it time for our Bachelor in Paradise segment? The music makes me think that it is. Yeah. What a what a nothing week 
Did you even watch? You watched, didn't you? I watched one of the two unbelievable Folks, we're episodes. losing, Scotty. And this segment's killing me. And you'll be happy to know that The Bachelor does not come back until January. I was you gonna, looked it up, didn't you? Yes. Well, you said the other day that the show's almost over, which I got no grasp of from watching the show. <laughs> like, it seems like it could still be the first episode. So little has happened. But you were like, oh, the show's like, there's only, you know, three more weeks or something. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> I, at this point, I just want to hit the bullet points of yes. Connor spinning off the planet. When Dean comes back. Dean! To Dean. swoop Caitlin out of, off the show. Chris and Kate are super boring. I hate her nose. Uh, Dean shaving his mustache is irrelevant. John Paul Jones getting all emotional and it, calling is, himself the king of paradise. Him shaving his mustache is irrelevant, but not to the people on the show. To everyone on the show, it, it was like 10 minutes of like reaction shots like oh my god he doesn't have a mustache anymore <laughs> matt donald is a nervous ass he brought up his mother a bunch of times to the point where sydney was like are we really talking about your mother again yes is he the guy who kept saying son of a bee sting yes Ugh, he is not Just cool going out of his way <laughs> not to curse he's what maybe, a geek he's maybe the most like uncool dude i've ever seen my pussy is like my teen and yeah, like guys that act like that are serial killers. Like guys that project like a PG rated persona. Like I don't even swear. It's like, oh, you're doing evil stuff. There's some, behind, there's the some behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you on that. You're gritty. I can tell. But yeah, some new babe came in and took Connor on a date. They made out. They were having fun. You know, Connor's getting over some other babe. So that was. That was a big thrust of the episode. They spent a lot of time with that. Uh, Demi, that bisexual blonde babe. Who actually, love Demi. She looked unbelievable this week. Like She looked way better than she ever has. I don't know what she's doing on that show, but it's all happening. And she's starting to tire of her lesbian lover that she invited onto the program. Well, she was getting jealous. A few episodes ago. And then they tearfully break up, break up over the course of uh, two... 10 to 15 minute segments. They've really milked the shit out of it for a lot of the episodes. I feel like they're not actually broken up because if you look at her Instagram. Wow. You go back. I need to start following these people on A couple Instagram. of days and there they are together. I guess it was two weeks now, but still. Hmm. I just don't believe anything that happens on this show ever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very simple, stupid show. It's just a bunch of attractive people just losing their minds, going on quote unquote dates. Yeah, I've I've burnt out on it. I just it's the scene wow. of, of um the only part that I loved was Luke S getting rejected by Bree. <laughs> he offers her his rose and she just says, I don't can't accept this because it means that we'd have to actually date or it would prove it would make it seem like I'm interested in you and I'm not, essentially. And it just mm. she just kinda cast him aside. Hi, sorry, I'm, bye. I'm not into it, bye. Gotta go, bye. That was perfect. Um, and that's all I got. Dopely. That was The Bachelorette in Paradise, or Bachelor in Paradise. Although it doesn't matter. They're all the same, whatever. It really doesn't fucking matter at all, guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah, we'll be getting to the end of that soon. What's our, our new reality show going to be once that's off the air? we got to keep it going with some sort of awful show that we shouldn't be watching for the fans. Fans, that's actually a great point by Scott. Mm. Enough the podcast at Gmail, and you can, or find us at Enough the Podcast on Instagram. Just mm. 
send us a note of a show that you want us to watch. We have an opening here. There's a segment. Help us figure this out because yeah. we're, we're not going to keep talking about something if we don't think that there's interest. Mm. And whenever people talk about the show, nobody's commenting, oh, the Bachelor segment. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> so we're either going to bury it or you're going to help us come up with something better. Um, Fans, get involved. This is your show. Or, or something. Yeah. This is enough. I guess we should probably do Departed, huh? Yeah. Yeah, here we are. 90 seconds. Thank you. I was in the mood to watch 90 seconds of this film. I mean, fuck yourself. Did you get that? Allegedly, or fuck yourself. Welcome to the neighborhood. Different breed down here, Sarge. Sarge. Okay, they're both rats, but they don't know that yet. Matt Damon being a cool guy hitting on her in an elevator. A crowded elevator. Making a house call. Bold. I love how everybody else is tuned out. When in reality they'd be no, completely no. tuned I in listening. No, it's good though. If you'll watch, like some of the guys, like, they, they make knowing glances at a, at a couple times. They, they react. No, no, I know how it goes. Like when he's holding the door. You're a mental health professional. Yeah, I have an appointment on this one. Alright, well, you'll have fun. They're all freaking crazy on that floor. <laughs> I'm one more up. Oh, fancy police. Yeah, that's right, fancy. Are you a state? Uh, yeah, I am. Hi, darling. I'm actually going to law school also. It's funny how dated the outfits are. Well, yeah, and this was only 13 years ago. Mm. When's the last time you checked? She looks ridiculous. Oh, that pantsuit? Patty pantsuit over here? I wasn't insulting you. Are we in on Vera Farmiga? Yeah. I like her. I think she's got chops. I'll stab someone in the fucking Trivia question we bombed on the other night was a Vera Farmiga related one. It was a picture of her in The Conjuring, and we couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, I totally would have gotten that. And that's 90 seconds, folks. Folks, that is the program. Subscribe and follow enough on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate and review us. The email we did. We're brought to you in part by Benefix. Check them out at benefix.us. Check out Night Promoting on Twitter. I'm on I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Follow me if you want. Have a great week, folks. Uh, weeks. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one.